from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for being with us, America. We're so glad you're here. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and uh, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast on the Ramsey Networks with our own George Camel, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. Starting this hour is Tamara in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, Tamara, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So we are a military family, and we don't plan on buying a house until my husband retires from the military in about 10 years. Being such a long-term goal, how much should we be setting aside now each month for a house? Wow. Well, thanks for your service. We appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, do you guys know where in 10 years where you think you want to end up? We don't at this point. Okay. Uh, where are you guys at on the baby steps? Do you guys have consumer debt? Nope, we're in baby steps four through six at this oh, point. okay. That's Excellent. awesome. Excellent. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's 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 a, de- a decade away. So I'm like, what the housing market's going to be like, where you guys want to end up? I mean, there's a lot still in the air. So, I mean, I would just, you know, have a goal of setting maybe a percentage of my income aside um every month so more of a percentage than a dollar amount so that you guys can okay. still enjoy life i mean y'all are in baby steps four through six so it's yeah. um you want to be able to you know not stress about it too much but obviously plan which i think is really wise so yeah i would find a percentage of your income that you know you could you could set aside and kind of start working and then as you guys get closer like in five years maybe some options kind of start to shrink of where and you can kind of look right because i mean if you're going to be buying and Silicon Valley versus Des Moines. I mean, those are very, you know, right, two very right. De- separate price points. So as you guys kind of narrow down, hey, here's where we want to end up, that probably will help navigate how much more to save the closer you get to that goal. What's your household income? Um, we're about 70000 a year. Okay. And you have, uh, are you using military housing or are you renting? Correct. Yes, we live on base. So we use our basic allowance for housing Good. to cover okay. that. Okay. Well, you know, if you just kind of started laying out some goals and said, hey, we want $200,000, then that'd be 20000 a year, right? Correct. And uh, that'd be pretty cool. You know, or, or if we want $100,000, it'd be $10,000 a year, whatever it is. Just start saying, let's start aiming at a goal. I, I always think what ends up happening is your life tends to, and your numbers and your budget, uh, within reason, t- tend to uh, mold themselves around whatever your goal is, not having a goal and just having a general idea. Oh, we ought to be saving for house. Uh, I, I would put down a particular number and then that gives you something to form your budget around and aim at. And I don't even care what the number is. I just think there needs to be a number. Does that make sense? Right. So, I mean, 200 sounds fun. Um, that might be a little stressful on 70, uh, but uh, we did set up a, a brokerage account um, that yeah, we've been be investing fine. in. So we have about nineteen thousand in at this point. Um, That's in a, over and above your emergency say, fund. Correct. Yes, we have twenty thousand. Oh, good. Then you only need eighteen thousand a year to get to two hundred. <laughs> yeah, and we also thought. I know I've heard you say before that you can kind of plan to save up 
um, like a rent payment um, if, if your goal is a, more of a long-term goal. Exactly. So we're trying to get to that point, you know, saving up, let's say, 1500 or even 2000 but at this point it just seems too tight for us to be able to yeah. do that. 1500 would be 18000 a year. That that would get you, plus the nineteen that you've got, that would get you to 200 But we're making this number up. It's not a, we could have said right. 300 or we could have said, you know yeah, whatever yeah, we said but so, so mm-hmm. the point being just give I, if i were you guys i would i would say okay this is my target it's what i'm aiming at uh because if you aim at nothing you'll hit it every time and so you want to aim at something very specific um and even if you don't make it all the way at least you know you've got a game plan and you're moving in the right direction uh but when it's when it's has nothing tied to it then that would mess you up i, I don't want to do that jessica's in houston hi jessica welcome to the ramsey show Hi guys, thank you for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Um, my hoping you can help us settle uh, a disagreement. Um, my husband and I are on baby step two. Um, we are getting about five thousand dollars back from our taxes. We are both self-employed. Um, I would like to take that money and just throw it at our debt. However, my husband would like to take that money and purchase a vehicle for his business. He does. He's a transportation company. Um, his, his, his reason for wanting to buy the vehicle is it would help him bring in more income to throw out our debt. I'm just a little more hesitant. He's going to buy a $5,000 car. He's going to buy a $5,000 car. Did you spend it on the car? Did you say he's going to buy a $5,000 car? Is that what you're telling me? Um, he, well, it'd be a 22 passenger van. Is what he's looking at buying for five thousand dollars. Yes. Can you get that for five thousand well, dollars? Um, possibly. No, he's wanting to go into debt to buy a twenty-two passenger van, and five thousand dollars is the down payment. You're not telling me he can find a twenty-two passenger van for five k. I ain't riding in that. <laughs> <laughs> How much how much debt do you guys have left, Jessica? Um, we have a credit card, a loan, and then two vehicles. One is my vehicle and then one is his business vehicle. How how much does that all total? Do you know? Um, it's about about sixty thousand. Okay. And, and your household income is what? It varies because they're both self employed, so I would say between um, Sixty to $80,000. And how on board is he with paying off the sixty grand in debt? Is he pumped? Is he excited? Um, a little bit. I'm more, I think I'm more uh, wanting to attack the debt and get that paid off. Yep. He's totally. on board for sure. So the, um, the proper answer or the proper way to set the call up is I am on baby step two <laughs> and I'm dragging my husband with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's the dis, that, that's the disagreement so the disagreement's not really over the 22 passenger van or the five thousand dollars the disagreement really is over you guys are not on the same page okay. he's, he's just going along with you he's not he's not engaged in yeah this. he's not he's not an active participant in this goal that you you guys have of getting out of debt right if y'all are both on the same team attacking the exact same thing 
then this would be a really easy answer of, of course, it's $5,000 towards the debt because that's the answer. But I would really work, Jessica, and you guys, you guys focus again on, hey, what's our goal in our marriage? Like, what are we doing as a team? That's more of the discussion you guys need to be having. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888. 888- 825-5225. Ashley is with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hey, Dave. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. You too. What's up, kiddo? Um, so my husband and I are looking into maybe starting a new business. We are totally debt-free with a paid-for house. We have one year of emergency funds saved up. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, we've been following you and doing you for seven years since we got married. And so we just got debt-free not too long ago and paid our house off about a month ago. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Ashley. Way to yeah, go. Thank you. Um, so we are, I love food. I love making food. People really seem to like respond well when I post things on Facebook, sharing things. And they have actually um, come to us wanting us to maybe start a food truck or like a cafe of some kind. Um, we talked to our CPA, and he was leaning more towards a food truck. Um, he said that like the overhead was less; um, they were less likely to um, like not go under because of all the overhead. But my concern with the food truck, we have been looking into them, is uh, of course that you know it would still be considered a pre- depreciating asset, correct? Like even if we paid cash and saved up for it, it's still depreciating versus like a brick and mortar I mean, I guess if we're owning if we don't own it we're still paying rent so I just didn't know if you were winged one way or the other I would not decide my business model based on either one of those things or based on a CPA's advice okay you need to decide your business model on what you want your dream is what do you want to operate do you want to operate a food truck do you want to operate a brick and mortar and then let's figure out how to pay for it and how to make the money to how to make it profitable Right. And is there another, is there another in-between step like, uh, start catering Mm -hmm. as a start and start to build up your customer base from catering? Um, I know several excellent chefs that have big operations now that started as catering. Gotcha. And what's your end goal, Ashley? Do you want to be a A restaurant owner? Yeah. Like, do you want to like, like, is there a big dream or is it more just a passion of yours and you love it and it's something to do on the side that's really fun? I've always wanted to be more of a chef. Like the food end part of it is more like my dream and passion. My husband was in the food industry for a while and he actually loves the business side of it. So as far as that, I think the, the brick and mortar having like a small cafe, I'm thinking something kind of small scale of like the Cracker Barrel. I'd love to have like a little store inside and be able to combine 
healthy, like whole food, plant-based foods with more like regular foods, um, like a like a blend of the two. So people that my husband eats burgers and fries and I, <laughs> steak. I think the only and reason I, you're considering a food truck is um, it, it's not doesn't sound congruent with this dream. Gotcha. The yeah. cafe sounds congruent with the dream. It does, yeah. Now that you're talked me through that, it does, yeah. Yeah. It just feels like it the way you say it out loud. And, and here's the thing. Um, your your CPA is right about one thing. Uh, restaurants have a higher failure rate than almost any other business category. Uh, really? Yeah. And uh, so you've got to really lean in on the business operations part, not just the food quality. Okay. If you make okay. the best and healthiest food on the planet and no one is there, this isn't going to work. Right. And so there's the marketing and the operations of this. And what I would do is I probably would start as a catering operation and build a okay. customer base and then look for a, a place to lease. Don't buy a piece of real estate and uh, build you up, build you out a little restaurant and your leasehold improvements that you put in there will be a depreciating asset too. And so. but let me, I mean, but Ashley, like, I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, but this could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, this isn't just like a little thing. And I wonder if that's why the CPA was like, yeah, a food truck is me way less expensive to get something no, going. Not right. necessarily. I yeah. mean, if you, if you found a location that the building was there and someone else had had something had the in, kitchen there, in there, some yeah, of the, some of the commercial kitchen items it. are in there, you go in and renovate, you might spend less than a food truck to renovate it. It's possible. And, you know, to upgrade it, get it the fresh coat of paint and, uh, you know, uh, uh, th- that'll work. Uh, you could, uh, start with a food truck if you want to, but I just, I, the question is just what you want yeah. to do for the next five years of your life. And I think you want to cook and I think he wants to run a restaurant mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't sound like a food truck to me. Yeah. Um, that's a different gig. It's a different field. And even Ashley, like, you know, it, uh, we've been to a few places uh, over the last probably two or three years, people's homes for events, and mm-hmm. they have someone come in and cook. Mm-hmm. And the you know, and the and the chef guy brings his card around. He's like, next time you guys have a party, I can do a I can do a yep. dinner for eight of your friends, or like you know whatever it is. And I'm like, if you get the right people in a room that taste your food, that then spread the word, right? Like there's ways to do it. So the catering, if that's what you were meaning, but even yeah. we coming in and cooking for for friends and and having them bring friends and you know i mean you can start small just to get the word out uh about what you're doing because it sounds great but also i just know restaurant it's just a big investment like when you hear hard business when you hear brick and mortar i mean it's just you're gonna be having staff you're gonna if there's not already a kitchen how much those appliances cost i mean it's just it's a lot it's a lot um not that it can't be done ashley but it is it is a it's a feat to take on so it's you guys really drop a hundred thousand dollars in a truck and you can drop $100,000 into your leasehold improvements, either one, yeah. real quickly. Yeah. Make sure you've got the cash, and that way then the only overhead you've got is your lease and your payroll and your food I just co- know there's like, the gr- I mean, I just can think of probably three or four food trucks, and I don't know, that started as food trucks that ended up mm-hmm. becoming restaurants because mm-hmm. their brand was so big here in Nashville that they opened up a restaurant because of that. So I'm just wondering, is that a, is that a, that's not a stair-stepping it can way. be, but then you got you still got you either continue to operate both, or you've got this extra truck left over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just I the question is what she wants to do. I mean, I, I'm with you on the idea of starting some chefing in home stuff. Um, yeah. We were at a high end uh, charity event 
your mom and I the other day, and um, the food was incredible. She collects the chef's card, and um, he's helping us with the family reunion that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, that's so that, that's how that's how you get the business out. And so it's it's, but you can build a clientele based on that. And then if like we have friends that are chefs that have do in home stuff, and if they ever open something we'd be a customer right, right you know so uh because we're a customer now that kind of thing same kind of thing with this guy and th- that's a process there that you can go through um and pick up the book the e-myth by gerber and read that he talks a lot about work learning to work on your business not just in your business because being a chef is one of the pieces you have to do to operate a successful restaurant the other pieces are business orientation that your husband has apparently and i would lean into all of that mm-hmm. i really really would open phones at 888-825-5225 thank you for listening out there america we appreciate you if you are new to the ramsey show and you're trying to figure out what in the world are we talking about that snowballs baby steps what does all this word, all these words, all this vernacular mean? Well, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. The Get Started button. It is a free process to help you figure out what you're looking for in this Ramsey journey and how we can best serve you on this Ramsey journey, where you are now and what your next steps are, all those kinds of things. So click Get Started at RamseySolutions.com, and uh, we'll get you moving. And, you know, you, you become acquainted with the baby steps and the debt snowball and all those kinds of things if you just keep listening to the show. We'll keep, we'll keep talking about it, and you'll start to understand what we're dealing with, and you'll look it up, and you'll watch a YouTube video, or some people go through. If you want to do the best thing you can do, go through Financial Peace University, and that'll line you up and get you, th- you, know, get you th- on the fast track to doing everything and getting control of your money and changing everything. So all of that to say that uh, we're here to help you. So check it out at RamseySolutions.com. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Up next is Jeff in Indianapolis. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Well, hello, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? Hey, looking to, at the risk of sounding foolish, ask a question about 401k. Uh, 58 years old, uh, got like 20k in debt, credit cards. Looking to see if maybe I should make a withdrawal from my 401k and pay them off and get going forward on both building. Jeff, how much uh, do you make a year? Uh, approximately 100. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't. I would continue having that uh, money sitting in your 401k and I would just cash flow it. I mean, you make great money and this 20k, you could you could knock it out in a few months. With just okay. with just your with just your income. Yeah, 100,000 minus 20 is 80. I think you could struggle through on that for one year. Yeah. Uh, if you take the 100 minus taxes and all that, it yeah. doesn't leave 80. I know. But yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. It's not that basically simple i mean if we didn't have taxes yeah i mean my taxes could pay for this (laughs) (laughs) well absolutely it could but uh so the thing is this um that twenty thousand is going to be worth a lot of money in that 401k in the future if you leave it alone plus i'm 
pretty sure until 59 and a half, you're going to get penalized, aren't you, if you take it out? Correct. And I just figured that would be what you refer to as stupid tax. Yeah. Well, it would be a 10% penalty plus your tax rate, which we have established to be around 30-something percent at this point. And so that means you're going to say, hey, I'm going to borrow money at 40% interest to pay Mm, off my credit card. That's a great way to look at it. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. And I, I like that money and they're growing. And I, um, and I love the idea that just tighten up your budget and let's reverse the trend that caused the credit card debt, which was overspending. And so we're going to try a new thing called underspending and <laughs> tighten it up, man, and get that chop up those cards, have plastic surgery and get a fresh start. That's what I would do. Joshua is in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hey, Joshua, how are you? Doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, so I'm just, I was calling just to see what the best way to go about baby step 3B is. Um, I have a piece of property that I'm tending to build a house on. Um, the property does have a balance on it. So I was just curious if I should be saving in a savings account or if I should be applying or saving towards paying off the property first, kind of like a baby step two or what you guys recommend. <laughs> And have it in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, saving for, for short-term savings right now, at least for the house. Yeah. I think a high yield savings account or a money market account would be how much do you have left on the land to pay off? Uh, 55,000. Okay. How much do you make a year? Uh, I make 90. What's it worth? The property? Uh, the property is worth 225. Okay. Um, you can, you can build now when you take out a construction loan, they're going to pay off the balance and enroll it into the construction loan because construction loans don't take a second mortgage position. And so if they stepped in and put a lien on the property, take out a $55,000, pay off the first, then that sets up to do the draws, to do the construction. You're building on the property with a contractor, I assume, right? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. And currently you've got already $150,000 in equity. Right. Yeah. So you, okay. you you could go ahead and start your build whenever. I, I you know, and I if you want to throw some cash in the bank to get ready to do that, that's okay. But um, once you've got your contractor in place and you, the, to put the construction loan in place, if you don't know how those work, uh, they put that in place. It's a first mortgage. They'll have an immediate balance of fifty five thousand, and then they'll draw on it at different stages of construction to pay the contractor as you go along. When it is completed, you will have already, before you take out the loan, been approved for your permanent mortgage, and the permanent mortgage issues what's called a takeout letter, because the takeout letter means you're, the permanent mortgage is going to take out the construction loan. When you're done, it, it rolls into, becomes, a, a new or re, is refinanced into a permanent mortgage that'll have encompassed everything we're talking about, the land the house, everything, and when you're done. And if you're careful and you watch what you're doing with your building process and you you stay on budget and on schedule and per plan, don't do a whole bunch of change orders as you go along, uh, you'll keep a really good margin in the build itself and you'll end up with even more equity than just the equity in the land because the house should be worth considerably more than it costs to build. Right, okay. Yeah, Great, yeah, I was just thinking to get a, you know, a lower payment, you know, I know you guys are saying 25% your take home. So, you know, I was going to wait another six months or so, but I was just curious if I should apply that to the land 
or uh, just put it in a savings account, like you said. To well, here's the thing: have that in six months. In six months, you're just coming out of the ground anyway. Right. It's going to take you a while yeah. to get plans finalized, get a contractor lined up, and uh, so yeah, pile up some cash during that time. But even even then, when you just start coming out of the ground, you don't have payments on the construction loan. Okay. So, awesome. you know, you're going to be piling up cash as you go along. And so by the time you get the construction all completed a year from the time you break ground, maybe something like that, then, you you know, you've got a, a an additional pile of cash that you've saved during that year that you'll put down and have a smaller permanent mortgage. But obviously making sure your mortgage, like you're saying, Joshua, though, by the final permanent mortgage, once it's all done is no more than 25% of your take-home pay. So obviously the, the the amount of house you build is going to play a huge factor in this. Yeah, so the, the, as long as you can make that formula work 18 months from today with the down payment plus the construction process, then that formula, then you can start working towards everything right now. Take you about six months to put all your ducks in a row, then break ground a year to build the house. That's 18 months from now. Is the final balance that you end up with going to fit the 25%? And you can back into that until pretty quick once you put your budget together on the property. When you put the budget together, one of the things that's going to happen is you're going to go, oh, my God, this is expensive. And then you'll uh, maybe say, oh, I do need to wait six more months before I break ground to make those numbers line up at completion. What I want. Yeah. yeah you, want to, you want to bring it in at completion, net of savings and real equity positions to where you don't have a payment that's more than a fourth of your take-home pay. So good stuff. Michelle is in Tampa. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? So my husband and I are in a position wanting to know what we should do with our savings. We have about 130000 in cash. Okay. Uh, where are you guys in the baby steps, Michelle? Do you guys have any consumer debt? Um, we have no credit card debt. We have no car loans, no student loans. We do have um, two mortgages. We have one residential where we live, and then we have one investment property. Okay, how much are those? How much is left on the on your um, mortgage on your primary home? So, primary three hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, and how about the investment property? Four fifty six. It's a big investment property. Yeah. What's your household income? Combined two forty. Okay. Cool. Very good. Good for you guys. Well done. Well, what we teach is a process <laughs> called the baby steps that Rachel was referring to. The first goal is a thousand dollars in the bank. You've obviously done that. Two is you have an emergency fund of three to six months. I'm sorry. Two is your debt free except the house. You've done that, uh, or except for your mm-hmm. real estate. Three is uh, you build an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. Do you have that in addition to the one thirty, or is that one thirty encompassed in that? The one thirty is encompassed. Okay. So let's pull 50 of that aside and set it. call that your emergency fund. You never touch that except for emergencies, uh, which leaves us mm-hmm. 80. And in that case, uh, that would take us to start investing 15% of your household income into retirement. Kids college, so you could use this 80 towards kids college if that's applicable, uh, to start starting aggressive 529s. And if not, then we're going to start paying down your house. And I throw the 80 at your house. 
and uh, that's exactly what I do. Because next goal is to get your house paid for. That's going to be a big building block in your wealth building. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Hey, if you've changed your life with the money principles we teach, chances are it's because someone you know lit a fire under you. Mom and dad gave you total money makeover as a gift. Your pastor had Financial Peace University at your church. Something happened that got you involved. Well, now's your chance to share the same hope that you've discovered with someone you love. The best way to do that is the is giving them the live and give box. This is the perfect gift for any newlywed or graduate in your life. It's everything they need to win with money. It comes with the best thing we do, Financial Peace University, and a Total Money Makeover book, my best-selling book ever, and my latest number one bestseller, The Baby Steps Millionaire's Book. So right now you get all of that for a huge discount, only $89. Hey, that's happening just for a couple more days. Grab the Live and Give box right now at RamseySolutions.com. That's RamseySolutions.com. Derek's in Kansas City. Hi, Derek. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, everyone. New listener of about one week. I just graduated with my master's in geography last week. I have approximately 25000 in student loan debt and about 7000 in credit card debt. I currently have about a $1,200 emergency fund, but I also just accepted my first job, paying 35 an hour with no benefits on a year-long contract. I was hoping for advice on budgeting with my new job to pay off my debt, while also making investments in retirement and the stock market, and hoping to save money to buy my first home. It's great, Derek. I mean, a lot of great goals, which we are we are all we are all for all of that. Just yeah, new home and uh, investing and all of it. Just the order is what is really going to matter here. So um, you landed the new big job. Yeah, it it was quite to really hold out, but uh, I think it was worth it. So what are you going to be making? Uh, well, thirty five an hour, so a little bit over seventy thousand before tax. Good start. After tax. Good start. Yeah, well bad. done. What are you going to be doing with your degree? So I do the computer side of geography, uh, geographic information systems, so GIS. Yeah. Working for city municipality. Awesome. Good for you. That's so great. Um, yeah, Derek. So again, I mean, everything you listed out at the beginning of the call are, are, are all great goals to have. And again, ones that we're fans of. It's just the the priority at which you do it is really important. And so we have found 
that one of the best ways to build wealth and to really fund a lot of those dreams of investing and getting a house is with your income. And so eliminating debt is is really step number one. You have $1,200 saved, which is awesome for your starter emergency fund. And I would start attacking next the $7,000 in credit card debt. And are those in multiple cards or is it all in one? Well, I have two credit cards and I recently started spending more on the one that had a lower APR. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, (laughs) one thing that I feel like we're just known for is, is getting out of debt and staying out of debt. So Derek, I mean, I would recommend just go ahead and cutting up the cards, get a debit card and use your money out of your account versus the banks and start working your way out of this and not starting a habit now of not depending on living on a credit card because there is something so powerful about spending your own money and knowing what's going on. And if you hold on the line, Austin will pick up because I want to give you every dollar plus, which is our budgeting app because that's going to help you really see your expenses and see, okay, here's exactly where my money's going. And that's everything from rent to food to insurance to fun. I mean, everything that you have in life is going to be listed out there and you're going to really have a a handle over when that first paycheck hits that you're going to know exactly where it's going. And your first big goal is getting out of this debt. And so it's getting out of that $7,000 of credit card debt and then your student loan, and then you'll work your way down the baby steps, which next would be a fully funded emergency fund of three Mm -hmm. to six months of expenses would be your next goal. And then that's when you start uh, either saving up for a house and for a down payment of at least 5% uh, or just going right into baby step four, which is funding retirements, 15% of your income. So again, that's going to, it's going to be a process though. This, this all isn't going to happen in the next few months. You really are going to work this and, um, and starting now, Derek, I think is awesome. So I'm so glad you called in because the sooner you can start building these habits and working through the baby steps, time is on your side. And the fact that you're you're doing this now is is huge because it's only it's only an uphill battle from here if you don't if you don't form these habits. Yeah, and don't um, the the thing that's really easy to do is get really excited. Uh, we graduate from college, got a good job. Way to go. Congratulations. Don't celebrate that by being stupid. Don't celebrate that by going and buying a new car on payments. Don't celebrate that by going and buying a house while you still got debt coming out your ears left over from college and left over from credit cards. Let's get the mess cleaned up. Uh, Because if you move in a house and you still have Sally Mae, you have to buy an extra bedroom just for her. And it's just not cool. Don't do that. So instead, let's, let's go through the process Yes, getting a house is a good thing, but buying a house at the wrong point while you still have debt and no savings, oh, that's dumb. That, that's going to cause you to have all kinds of problems. So um, the point is doing a smart thing at the wrong time turns a smart thing into a dumb thing. And so don't do that. Let's lay this stuff out just exactly like Rachel said with these baby steps and um, you know plow right through that whole process there. And to go along with the Every Dollar app, we'll throw in the book, The Total Money Makeover, which gives you every detail on the baby steps and why they're in the order that they're in. And, and really, Rachel, where those came from is people asking questions 30 years ago, and that's how long we've been teaching this stuff, Derek, um, like him. Like, okay, yeah. I, I got all these different things I want to do. Where do I start? 
What's the first thing to do? What's the second thing to do? Just give me a plan. Give me a clear path. And that's why this has been so successful. And, you know, tens of millions of people now have followed that process. And it, it, it really is all based in basic personal finance and basic uh, planning, uh, you know, financial planning technique a few things we nuanced and and came up with some ideas to make it real clear and easy to grasp and execute yeah but the basic concepts the framework of all of that is nothing really new we didn't invent it we just made it very clear very applicable and now and talked a whole bunch of people into doing it yeah and, and that's what's it, it hard ca- it caused them to get out of debt and build wealth yeah absolutely and with Derek where he is in life I'm like yeah you get out of school get your first job and you're like oh my gosh there's so many things which thankfully he's even thinking about it because some people just float through life for a few years until they're like oh gosh i need to save for retirement so he's thinking about this stuff early on in in the in the process and again it's all good stuff i mean everything that you said i'm like yes absolutely we're for all of that but it's that order and that's the thing is i think people get scattered and you take your income and it's like yeah we'll put some here put some there, 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 and they don't see a lot of traction and progress. That's no, why think, the baby yeah. steps is so helpful is you get one at a time, check them off, and you have focused intensity, especially through those baby steps one through three, that you know what you're doing. You have a goal. There's something out there that you're reaching for, and you're saying, okay, this is debt. My debt payoff. I'm in baby step two, and everything is focused on that. And when you see progress, it gives you hope that, yep. okay, I can do this. And another example of that is doing stuff in the wrong order is what if you didn't have an emergency fund and you got all excited about investing, you start putting all your money in your 401k. Well, when you have an emergency, not if, because you're going to. Yeah. When you have an emergency and you have no money, but you have money in your 401k, you know what you're going to do? <laughs> Cash out your stupid 401k. And you're going to get your face smashed in with the dadgum rent. I mean, the, the, the penalties and the taxes on the thing. It's crazy what they're going to hit you with. Or... Worse yet, you're going to borrow on your 401k to cover an emergency because you didn't have an emergency fund in place before you start your 401k. Because baby step three is a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. Baby step four is you start investing 15% of your household income into retirement. There's a reason four comes after three. Because three is first. Hello. That's how that works. And you don't need, folks, you don't need to fix this. It's not broken. So I need to invest. I'm going to, I'm going to invest. Yeah. You're going to be broke is what's going to happen. Don't do this stuff out of order, guys. It works this way. This is the Ramsey show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, Go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.